0: Welcome to The Old World Lives, a Warhammer Fantasy Battles podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Old World Lives, on Instagram at The Old World Lives, and you can reach us by email at theoldworldlives at gmail.com. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of The Old World Lives, a Warhammer podcast, and probably a an Old World podcast in the future, given the recent news, but more on that in a few. Uh, with me tonight, I have Nicholas. Hello. Morton. Hey. And uh, someone that we managed to find in a sit- city on a planet far, far in the future, Jimmy.
1: Hi. It's good to be back again.
0: Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it has. Over and time, of, man. Yeah. Yes, my name is Mr. Overtime, and now my time has come.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. So let's start off with just asking, what have you done since... Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even remember how long it was. Si- since oh, since last were... time.
1: Uh, well, uh, I was <laughs> uh, part of hosting a 8th uh, edition tournament, uh, which we also uh, streamed live. Uh, otherwise, it's been a lot of like... Fantasy games. Uh, currently playing a Nick Munda campaign, and as uh, as we're speaking, I'm painting my uh, my new, uh, well, old new uh, Mortheim Warband of uh, uh, what are they called the Witch Hunters. Because there's uh there's an invitational going on in like three weeks from now, and I need to paint mm. my miniatures. Where that's not. Uh- it's going to be in Stockholm.
0: Oh, nice. So there's nothing like uh, an invitation to get you hobbling hobby in England.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I also know that you have been playing uh, a 40k game quite a lot. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
1: yep. Uh, recently started playing some uh, Dark Tide, and uh, it's super fun, but
0: man, it's stealing my time. <laughs> It's it's the classic. Oh, just one more round. I can't manage yeah. one more round, and then it's uh, like three AM, and you wonder what you're doing with your life. <laughs> ah, just like every Monday. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I get that feeling a lot now that I'm also working from home a bit. But enough about that, uh, Nicholas. Have you been doing anything in the, ho- the hobby since? What was it like two weeks ago? We recorded last.
2: Yeah, it wasn't that long time since we had a chat. Um, since then, I haven't done any fantasy. I assembled some more Puff, Iron, Sword stuff. It's a, I started a, a Norwegian army.
0: Mm-hmm. So it'd
2: be fun to, to play against Swedes. Um, and sent off the, the the Kickstarter. is finished. So now there's like a, a pledge manager thing. So I uh, sent to have... To get the, the rule books
0: yeah. What what uh, faction did you go for for the minis for the Kickstarter? Because I, I think uh, you asked, didn't you ask that uh, last episode. Uh, the yeah.
2: Part. Yes. Yeah. So I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, yeah, should I start a new army with this with the uh, Kickstarter pledge? Uh, maybe something really uh, niche, maybe Valachia or uh, Moldova. Or Moldovia, I don't know. Is it Moldovia or Moldova in English?
0: Moldova. Moldova. I
2: think. Moldova. Moldova. Moldavian.
0: Yes. Pronunciation may, may, may vary because we usually see it written in text. <laughs>
2: so, uh, yeah, I was thinking if I should start another faction, but then I was like, no, because you already ordered some Norwegians and you have Lithuanians. Uh, and I'm not going to have time to play with all those factions because, I mean, Oh, Th- that's what happens when you, when you play a game, <laughs> you have a bunch of factions. You only have time to play with one of them at a time anyway.
1: Mm.
2: So I was very proud of myself uh, that I decided not to start another army. Uh, the, the, the Danes have uh, Snap-Honar as a unit. Oh. Uh, of course. So I, I got some of those, actually. Uh so like the they haven't released like actual Norwegian rules. i I'll have to play them as the Danes, but of course they will be representing Norwegians. So okay, I can't play Danes, obviously.
3: <laughs>
2: so the Snap will have to represent like people from Bouisland.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: another area that Sweden took around that time, but from Norway. Yeah. That's not- uh, so, yeah, I assembled that army, basically. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, because I was thinking, like, oh, I should have started another army. No, I shouldn't. And then, like, two days later, the army that I ordered before, the Norwegians arrived in the mail, and then I spent last weekend just assembling them. Nice. <laughs> and the worst part about this game, and, like, that scale in general, same with with, uh, with Flames of War when I play that. Like, you just put the guys on the bases, but then you have to put, like, wall filler or something. Uh, to smooth the bases out, because they're standing like on a little plateau. Ah. So that's, that's what I had to do like all Sunday morning, putting back color
1: on bases. I can't say that I'm jealous. No, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's
2: my hobby. Nothing uh, fantasy related. Um, so
3: what about you, Morten?
2: Have you done anything new? I,
3: have, I haven't been on for some time also. So um, so I also ran an event, uh, which might be called the Island of Blood, because it was on a, on the island. And we will come back to that later in the episode.
0: Yeah. Um, so... Island with is within quotation marks in this case.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, so for that, I uh, painted up a bunch of things for my uh, Nurgle chaos army i think the last thing i made was the plague drones these big ass insects yep.
0: right yeah we we're talking about those last time
3: i think so but, but and then they weren't finished but now they are finished so most things are finished for the chaos army except for the giant dragon that's lying here <laughs> but anyway um but I, but I felt like okay that's good that's nice uh, and then we talked a bit i had my dogs of war army there as well just to To show off because i think that's a nice thing when you go to events you just want to go and look at people's armies so i thought no i'm gonna put up everything i have painted so people can just look at it and i can look at it and be happy about it uh but then i looked at the dogs of war and i was like ah it was was some time now since i played with them and uh, I, i i had some um regrets about their basing because. They were the first fantasy army I did and that was coming from 30k and I was like no it has to be grim industrial and, and dark and cool uh, I, I'm a grown up I want I want darkness so they have very dark <laughs> bases like oh I was I thought oh they're fighting in the mud this is gritty things in uh, you know in they're in Kislev or something I don't know uh but uh, it does not I mean it makes their their paint scheme doesn't stand out as nice. And it also looks a bit weird when you're playing on grass all the time. Well, usually. Uh, so I asked around, you know, for some, uh, what should I do? Uh, some help. And they everyone suggested going maybe for some more, for greener bases. Uh, so I tried uh, updating some of my guys with just uh, green flock. And it, it looks really nice. I also uh, made the, um, the borders, the edges, what do you call it? The bases, yeah, yeah, the base edge, but yeah, so I made them uh, lighter. I I, uh, went for the classic uh, Steel Legion drab, classic base edge color, Uh, and they look much nicer. I mean, it it did wonders to the the rest of the model, sort of popped the the colors look much nicer now compared to the green. So, yeah, uh, Um, I'm uh, I'm a brown edge
2: uh, connoisseur as well,
3: yeah. But I used to be a dark brown edge, like Rhinox hide. But that was too dark, I think.
1: You know, German, if you're a uh,
3: medium brown from Vallejo,
1: if, if you're a black edge uh, Chad like me, you can Ooh. only spray your movement trace black, and then it's all done.
0: That is, yeah, nice. sh- the The base edge it should be clean. It should be. They should be black. That's it. Will that's what I prefer <laughs> as well in that case. But
3: uh, anyway, I went. Then I went through. Um, my uh, bits boxes and things and thought okay where did i leave off the dogs of war when i went over to the nurgle army uh, and i realized that i had almost painted up richter kruger's cursed company and uh, t- 20 of them that i converted myself with some uh, chaos dwarf skeletons and dark elf skeletons and whatever uh, so i just uh, finished those up and that unit is now done and i'm really happy with how that turned out and i did it with the new basing straight away so uh so they look nice and green. Um, and then I thought, okay, what else do I have lying around in my pile of shame for Dogs of War? Uh, and then I found, I have Rico's Republican Guard.
1: Hmm.
3: Which I've been looking forward to because they look so good with their heavy armor and pikes. Yeah, They're, they're my favorite Dogs of War unit.
0: They're one of the most gorgeous armies. One of units. the most gorgeous units. That's That's the word. Yeah. I've been talking too much today. Uh one of the <laughs> most gorgeous units that was released in that era.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. I think so too. So I've uh, I've stripped them today of color. And uh, they're gonna be built. Uh oh well assembled. And um then I also had uh, some marksmen of Miraguliano, so I'm working on on I've built 14 of them. And also Malachi Malachi sons, goblin hewer. <laughs> Ooh. That I started building without any instructions or anything. It's just oh god, oh god, how is this gonna? Oh, uh, it's that, not that uh, bad, But
0: Yeah, that kit is quite uh, straightforward to assemble once you just uh, sort the uh, bits in a line, pretty much, and uh, yeah, uh, take a breather.
3: Yeah, but it's a b- still gluing metal and things. It's
0: uh, it's I, not It's a horrible. Ha- it's horrible to assemble <laughs> the yeah. physical yeah. assembly of It's horrible.
2: <laughs> I remember but, when I had had one of those when I was, like, 12, and then I accidentally glued the, like, the base plate, the round base, onto my hobby desk.
3: Wow. Oh! <laughs> oh how did you get that off? That's, like, a, just a flat surface against a flat surface. I <laughs> Let think, me and, guess.
2: You didn't. It's still there. No, it's yeah, <laughs> like Because I, like I, I had, like, a uh, 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 some kind of wax uh, duke. Like so a, a wax sheet or something, and wax, then I just like cloth. cut it off. I had to cut the sheet off from the table. Um, and then oh, then I, I threw that bit away because I was twelve. So that is something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Uh,
3: carry on, Mortem. No, no, but that's that's it. So now I'm. That's what I, I have. Lots of Dogs of War things that I'm working on, uh, and. Uh, I'm trying to get as much done before the Tomb Kings drop. Which I hope they do!
0: Nah, I, I don't think they're gonna do a re-release of the Tomb Kings. They were just, uh, pe- they're will enough on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough on eBay, I said. Uh, de- 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 deliver us two characters, that's all it, there is.
1: There's is. going to be it's a limited in- release.
0: Yeah. And it's only only the old skeletons that was the kit before the uh, <laughs> edition <the> kit.
1: <laughs> no! <laughs>
3: Give me new now, skeletons, please.
0: I, I, I don't think there will be new skeletons for them, but it would be great if they got an entirely new redesigned uh, regular multi kit uh, for. They
2: definitely should get new skeletons. I mean, the vampire counts got new skeletons in what seventh edition or eight? Yeah.
0: yeah, and so... they also have the, uh, the soul bite uh, skeletons from uh, Age of Sigmar. If you want to use them, that look great. Uh, not for tomb kings uh, because they have a more of a Medieval soldier uh, look or pre-medieval soldier look, but uh, great for vampire counts.
3: Are those the ones you built? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look great. I, I yeah, I don't know. This the ske- they don't look like human skeletons. I don't know what they. they haven't aged
0: the, that well. The uh, skeletons for tomb kings to- are yeah a special yeah. kind of kind of breed of skeletons.
3: Oh ah, yeah. Who know? I don't know how the Cambrians looked when they were
1: that. Oh. <laughs> massive well, fucking heads. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they, were, were, they, they were supposed to be human, but uh, uh, by, by going by the skeletons, they were probably some kind of alien race that landed. And, uh, <laughs> Maybe they're, they're like, like the Necron uh, spearmen.
2: Looks uh, <laughs> mm. yeah,
0: ah. you know, a bit strange. Pink or the uh, red yeah, or the bowmen with the massive heads.
1: Yeah. Oh, Jesus.
0: But, I mean, the bowman. If you replaced the bowman's head with the that's from the spearmen, they look pretty fine. They look like the armored archers that they, that they can take in the a unit of, in the game. But if you use the uh, uh, the the one with the circlets and the uh, lovely lovely hair that makes them look look that their heads are about three sizes too big for their bodies, yeah, that's kind yeah. of special. Yeah. Special.
2: Speaking of skeletons are like a weird mix. It's like putting the the bowman head on a spearman's body. It's massive hands.
0: (laughs) No, the the, the bowman's head are worse than the hands for a spearman. They are... Yeah. I'm not uh, going to mention that here, what I think of them, but they are... are... (laughs) Speaking of miniatures, I did place since I was talking about this uh, last time with uh, Nicholas. uh, I did place an order for the uh, Kasserkin Warmer Plus uh, Year 3 model Uh, the one uh, that's called uh, Mortens and I also uh, at the same time paid the extra fee for the uh, the Carlina von Karstein model because why not? I might even uh, put her in uh, a Th- Toon King's army. Uh, not the Toon King's army, a <laughs> <laughs> army. After I've changed out the head, of course. You also got a bit of that uh, blue-green face look that the Toon King model had. Oh no. <laughs> so yeah, so I think the head... Uh, I will reserve judgment of the head until I have it in my hands. And uh, I did also mention in la- Yeah, I did also uh, mention in the last episode that I didn't have time to pre-order the uh, heresy uh, battle force box, whatever it's called, the reinforcements with the Mark III and the Proteus under the Teradeo, and uh, one might arrive like tomorrow. Oh,
3: <laughs> so you had time now?
0: Uh, I found them at uh, another uh, Swedish. Uh, Store that uh, some, of, I guess, some of our co-presenters uh, actually visited this past weekend for an event in Stockholm, which is why they—at least one of them—claimed they they can't be here. We do get, still guess that ah. uh, Jens uh, Jens is still lost fighting the uh, mini- miniature with the massive hammer that he mentioned last time before he oh, disconnected. We- and uh, Krell is not uh, currently playing Baldur's Gate three, but is actually. Currently offline, so I guessing he is actually doing what he said he was doing this evening. Other than that, I have actually started working on my archers again next to my uh, in the current, but I'm still putting the final touches to uh, the conversion. So I might actually have a unit of archers to at least a show off built uh, rather rather soon. if anyone would be interested in seeing a My first unit for the old world that I'm just doing in the hopes of that the elves actually get a unit of archers. (laughs) Quite a safe bet, I guess.
3: I think so. I would love to see
0: that. It would be lovely if they said, no, elves can't have bows anymore. (laughs) They're just going to have throwing knives. (laughs) But yeah, they will be shown off sooner rather than later. It's my plan, at least. Now that I can hobby while I work. uh, Sweet. If anyone that from work to listens to this, I don't hope we will work. That's uh, just a joke. <laughs> but I think we actually before today, a little we we did we had a plan to actually record today, uh, given the little peninsula war that you we're having, uh-huh. and uh, they actually did drop c- quite a little nice uh, bit of rules preview on us uh, this uh, afternoon uh, from Games uh, workshop. And that is the first look at the rules for the old world. Yes,
1: and that actually looks pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, the the article that they posted uh, talks about the game structure and the turn sequence in this case. Mm -hmm. And there are some uh, changes to how it used to be in the old fantasy. But uh, on the other hand, I'm not sure that the uh, older style would works as would work being released as is they probably had to do some work anyway when they were releasing it and uh, yeah what anyone want to take a lead on uh, talking about uh, the updates
2: sure uh, so uh, they went through like a, a turn sequence a game turn and the different faces and uh yeah it's quite revealing i mean people had a lot of uh, questions about what the game would actually be lots of rumors like will be i go you go or and well how will they deal with magic now that they said that magic won't have its own face and uh lots of questions Mm. so
3: but basic stuff first right it's still i go and i have my turn and I do all my faces, and then you go, right?
2: Yes. Um. So, turn sequence. There are four faces. One of them is new and kind of, I mean, replaces magic face because there were four faces before. But now, first, there's the strategy phase, which is good, I think, because uh, I mean, in the in the old rules. You had a lot of stuff going on at the beginning of your turn Mm. and then it was a bit like well what do i do first do i do this thing first or that thing first because sometimes there's quite a few things you need to do like rally fleeing troops test for stupidity check uh, like wind conditions and stuff so it's nice that that, that's like a a whole thing Mm
3: -hmm. uh at least Uh Seems they w- want to clear that out. But you're right. Yeah, they probably lifted the start of turn from the movement to a separate phase.
1: Yeah. yeah. I also like, uh, they do mention uh, those things uh, you said now, but also that you like release fanatics in this turn as well. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting, at least for a
0: fanatic player like me. Mm. Yeah. You're just taking the rest of the goblins uh, as a. Fanatic tax anyway, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and rallying fleeing no, units. That, that's a good because then that's it's sort like of the whole like... army. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're then you're sort of set for the movement phase. You know what is fleeing and not what's not fleeing, and uh, you can just go straight to move. I think. No, I think it's that sounds good. And you can also do enchantment and hex spells in the strategy phase. Yeah. So so sort of.
2: So, you like, you have magic uh, spread out through the phases now. And uh, they go through, like, in all of the phases, they go through, like, oh, and now you can throw this spell. So you have a bunch of spells that are, uh, like, part of that phase. Uh, like, enchantment spells, as you said, it's part of the strategy phase. And then in a shooting phase, you will have shooting spells. And mm-hmm. in close combat, you'll have close combat spells. Mm-hmm. Makes sense.
3: Yeah, and movement—you have conveyance
1: spells. Yeah, like the hand of Gork, hmm. or Mork, or Mork. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but so okay, yeah. since we're since we're speaking about magic straight away, this the splitting up of mag- magic—surely there can't be. Do you think there will be like a still a dice pool, and then it's like okay, uh, okay, I'll save this for turn four. Then I need to have these left for that. I don't think it's going to be something like... I think it's going to be more... It I said like it's... 7 plus 2 casts. Don't you think it would just be a set test each time?
1: I think it might be a set test. Like uh, maybe... 2 or... 2d6 two or something.
3: Mm-hmm. And add uh, I mean, one or, or something. Yeah,
1: else. maybe. Uh, I think that's kind of how it works in uh, their other games now. Like... Uh, oh. uh, or a Ceresy, or psychic powers. You don't have the pool, I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> uh, for uh, In 40k, you don't use any dice at all. Like You just use your powers. But in Age of Sigmar, I think it's like you roll 2d6 and uh, just do whatever the power says, and if there's another wizard within a certain amount of inches, they can like dispel the spell. If they can roll equal to or higher i believe yeah maybe it will be something like that i mean that yeah then it's like oh i have a wizard
3: he has one uh, you know uh, one uh, hex and one magic missile so I'll, in this phase i'll just try the hex uh worked or didn't work okay and then in shooting phase i'll use him again and use the magic missile Neat. test again or something yeah they said
2: like uh you have it a casting value like in the spell they show it's seven plus and then they say like it they'll show how it works in a different article and i mean they've had so many systems through the years <laughs> magic and it's like it's so hard to say like how should magic work like how how the fuck does magic work it's just a made-up thing so it's like you mm. can do it anyway And i was thinking like oh yeah maybe it's like the lord of the rings system but then course it's not because then you have like a whole uh resource management thing that you have to consider as well. So I mean they could but they could come up with that that kind of system as well. So I, I think it could be anything. Uh but I wanna say as well, um, it says like in the third step of the strategy phase, uh conjuration. When you cast enchantments, magical boosts for your allies or hexes, magical penalties for your enemies. Then says, players take it in turns during this step to choose wizards who aren't fleeing to attempt to cast spells.
3: Ah.
2: Which I'm sure
1: it, it could be like a throwback to 4th edition uh, where both players cast spells at the same time. Yeah. That would be interesting, actually. Yeah. But,
2: uh, I, was, but I don't know if it says anything like that in the, the other magic steps, like in magic shooting. No. Um, oh. Maybe it's just the,
3: uh, I don't know.
2: But it well, ha- definitely sounds like you'll be able to cast like in in your opponent's step. And I mean, I think what a lot of people will want to have that kind of magical dual thing mm-hmm. as well, because uh, like casting value seven plus kind kind of makes me think of like all the forty k and like that you had magic just spread out through other faces, because then mm-hmm. like in 4th edition or 5th edition 40k you said like my guy has 3 spells because I paid for 3 spells and then I just roll a test during the movement phase and then I pass it and that's like the whole magic phase and if I roll a double one, that's bad Um, which is I mean it worked but for fantasy I think it will be lame mm-hmm. I mean, you, you want to have the the wizarding duels and the crazy effects
3: yeah <clears throat> yeah we'll, we'll we'll have to wait for the other article and they'll explain it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but kind of cool um uh, the spells we've seen they're both are they both new spells
2: uh hand of gork is an old spell uh yeah but the, so the falcon Oh wait, no, that's the uh, enchanted item. Sorry.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then you have the the just incantation of cursed blades was uh, also in earlier editions.
2: Okay, yeah, I think someone said that it, like it gave you killing blow in eighth
3: edition yeah. or something.
2: Classic ah. eighth edition.
3: <clears throat> and now you reroll. Any roll, roll once of one. Yeah. Um, yeah. kind of cool enchanted item that they shown the the horn of Redmond where you if you blow it uh then then the enemy units cannot use the fly parentheses x special rule so that's that seems like something uh sort of what we've seen from forty k clearing out the rules it's sort of more like if you have brackets fly keywords yeah yeah what do you, why why do you think it says fly and then an x
1: I believe that the fly, the the X is going to be the number of inches of your fly movement, which I think is going to be a good thing because a flying horse is not as fast as a flying goddamn eagle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, also if you if you compare a dragon with a wyvern, the wyvern is not going to be as fast as a dragon.
2: Also, you or think it
3: will go
2: swallow? swallow.
1: Do you think
3: they will? I mean, because hover was another thing that they had for things that were flying slowly. They couldn't. They couldn't yeah. march. I guess they could just include them in fly, but have a very low fly, yeah, value or something.
1: Hmm. Oh huh? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, but that's. But I think that's also all of these rules sort of indicate that they are trying to <laughs> get it more straightforward or, or streamlined in a way well not streamlined but more clear right um my friend Hawkan always says this that uh because he's been playing magic the gathering for a long where the rule books are, is like a law book you know it's like no this has to be waterproof so no one uh uses it or you know mm. uh in the wrong way so it's very clear and you can't misinterpret anything that's sort of the what he it says but uh, and then he comes to reading the Warhammer book where he's like oh there's fucking lore in the middle of this rule section why do they you know it's so unclear it's like what the fuck I'm trying to understand this rule and now you're throwing in for example uh, a pegasus is not as fast as a you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh did I tell you the tale of Sa- Sir Bartholomew with his flying pegasus in the war of blah 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 and it's like oh I just want to know the rule please and then oh uh, well it gives Gives you this rule. Oh well, fuck. Then I have to go to that rule and try to get the. Oh,
1: sorry. Uh, Tried what... reading the Necromunda rulebook. Is that better? New rules? one. Yeah, I, I think it's worse. I mean, I love that. I love the rules of the new Necromunda rulebook. But finding things in that goddamn, godforsaken <laughs> book, I hate it. I fucking. They even have an appendix in the back of the book, but it. It always like check page 99 for this rule, and in the rule, check page 145.
2: Ah. What the fuck? I hope they're that, do. uh, uh, down in the underhive, Jimmy.
0: Yeah, that's just uh, uh. choose your own adventure rule. rule. <laughs> oh, oh. The next edition, it would just be kind of like yeah, yeah, playing uh, the
1: what's the game, What's it called? Uh, Trig Torkel. If you ever played that game. <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> that's you something you just made up. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is a yeah. real Swedish role play <laughs>
1: oh, where you where you choose your own adventure. Oh,
3: what was tr- it called again? What?
1: Uh, Tor- tr- Trygg. Torkel, the Barbarian. Trig. <laughs> uh, I will show you a picture of the book. Uh, yeah,
0: it's actually a thing. It's actually a thing. I, I gotta say, this this.
1: Best thing about
2: the 8th edition rulebook.
0: uh, Yeah, we are now a TikTok podcast, not the whatever podcast, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: uh, the image of the book, there's a barbarian in the front, but the only thing he wears is his headband and a belt. The rest is his genital fluff. So, what he's wearing is not... (laughs) I repeat, it's not a cloth, it's his cube. Yeah. You like, like roll a die and see what happens and it's like, Torko meets a a creature of the opposite gender and then you roll on a table and see what happens. Mm. Uh, If you find like a Uh, a drinking den, you can find your way back into a table where they're playing Dungeons & Dragons, and that gives you an extra life within the game, because you're playing a game inside the game.
0: to play this uh, classical soul adventure, you'll need a pen and a six-sided die. If you don't have a die or want to sp- s- save some gold coins, <laughs> then you can uh, cut out and uh, fold the emergency die on page sixty.
3: <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs>
1: <laughs> they actually, they actually had this this book in uh, in in the, so you could play it online before but uh they removed the site and it's uh, it made me sad inside
0: yeah uh, remember,
1: remember,
0: remember, remember, remember kids the internet used to be a lot worse than it is today
1: yeah
3: <laughs> but i just imagine someone who doesn't have friends to play dungeons and dragons with and it's just i go on a solo adventure
0: i thought that Aww. was uh, what the uh, of gate was for it.
1: yeah <laughs> but, but they you didn't they have they a future play... Did you have more than twenty at Alpha Spell? So I'm gonna order no. one right now. So this,
0: this one uh, for Trig Torkel Barbaren, Van Dead or Undead?
3: Oh, compared to that, I
0: think we're you
3: look good so far. We,
0: yeah, but yeah, uh, as we do have a. Uh, that they will look at uh, morale and magic in future articles, which is mm-hmm. a nice a little touch.
2: Yeah, they said yeah. the morale would be more, more complicated, but more complex uh, than before.
0: Yeah, if if you're under half strength, uh, you will get a minus one modifier to leadership, attempting rally, and uh, under twenty five percent, you need a n- natural double one.
3: Yeah, but Do that's we, that's all. Have, have, have they said?
1: Have
0: they said? I mean the. Uh, the, uh, the below
1: 25%, that was only. F- I mean, we have the same kind of rule in 8th edition, but uh, that was only for rallying. But if this is like, if you take a panic test and you're below 25%, you need to roll a double one to stay. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time for my goblins because they' are begin- gonna be like a hundred of them in one unit <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> 10 wide 10 deep yeah, but but then at they least are... we no. like 30 yeah. points or something
0: at least we can look forward to some nice articles that has been mentioned here hopefully yeah uh, there would be quite quite at least semi regularly up until the release uh, in early next year
3: mm. it's amazing we have a date well, not a date. Well, we have an, a general, we have a year soon. We, have yeah. a year. <laughs> we,
0: we even have have a part of a year. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, everyone, uh, don't uh, be too attached to it actually being released. And we all know that there may, may always be some kind of delays, uh, as we have seen with uh, the Lydians Astartes that was due to release in uh, August. Mm. And but at the, least, it,
3: at least it should be next year. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can't, if it's more delayed.
0: As long as they manage to print the rulebook correctly.
3: Ah, we can play with the old rulebooks. Oh no, sorry. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, we, given uh, given the models that they have previewed for Britannia, we definitely can play with the yeah. old rulebooks. But it would be really interesting to see and try out the new rulebook.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. Maybe this is what will finally unify us. A and six edition players, <gasps> and there will be peace on earth, and everyone was happy. As if. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then they release the old world version two, and we're like, oh,
1: version <laughs> one is so much better. <laughs> oh, no. it just reminds me of one of those meme comics when there's a guy like, but this is better, and everyone in the background is like throwing poop, but at each other and like fighting and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. <laughs> uh yeah. also in it... the article. There's, a, there's some uh, some nifty pieces of art. We have the uh, oh, yeah. classical uh, river trolls fighting off some Empire State troopers. A mm. uh, nice yeah. one from the, uh, I think it's the special rule section of the uh, sixth edition rule book.
3: Hashtag yeah. pro- projectile puke.
1: <laughs> yeah uh at the bottom of the page we have uh, i think it's chaos marauders fighting some orcs
0: yeah or it is really really old uh, empire Tribesman. yeah good for be empire that was, uh,
1: as well but even the, the top at the top we have one of the coolest yeah. new pieces of art with goblins fighting high elves and i'm fucking loving it
0: mm. yeah it is fantastic
1: the design of the goblins—they're like these are fucking grim dark, but they still have those ugly shield faces. Yeah, and I hate—I—I—I I, I love that I hate it because those faces are so ugly, but I love it.
0: And it's a really good uh, play with the colors in that uh, piece yeah, as well. Yeah,
1: dark Having the light. Dark,
0: yeah, and given that it's a high-facing f- of goblins, is that? Uh... Grom the Pond invading Valforn, in that case. It could be,
1: because the the mountains in the back are pretty wide, so it could be... Yeah, uh, and a steep, steep Yep. Mm. Yep. When, when does Grom attack? <laughs> oh, let's Google. I mean, yep. check in the old army books.
2: I just want to say, speaking of pieces of art, like in the, the, the turn sequence page a really tasty picture of some dwarves from the the War Master rulebook as well.
1: Yeah,
0: so I still wish they could have just uh, included the images uh, when they fin- when from uh, the War Master rulebook when uh, they they were fighting over aquarium scenery, the castle you buy for an aquarium. <laughs>
2: Make it black and white.
0: Yeah.
2: Tell us, Jimmy.
1: When was the Grom? I'm trying to find it. Grom attack. But, uh, okay, here, uh, in the year Imperial Calendar 2410. Uh,
2: too modern.
1: Too modern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was that was recent. That was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right.
3: So, oh well. Yeah, and this is taking place before that, right? The yeah. new game.
0: Yeah, a few hundred years before.
3: Twenty-three, mm. like a hundred.
0: Yeah, mm. depending That's on the exact like the dates of the
3: different Gr- Grom's grandfather attacking. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Good, uh, yeah, we're good on the on the new new stuff.
0: Yeah, I think we can all uh, just agree on, I think, at least, before asking you, that this is... Uh, because it sounds really exciting, and it, we just look forward to seeing what uh, happens. Yeah. And what they come up to with in the near future. For sure, yeah. for sure.
2: Should we go to the Erland the of blood? Yes, and, and I think <laughs>
1: Yimmy might have to leave. Yes, the time is nigh for me to leave. <gasps> yeah. So... Thank you guys for having me today and uh, enjoy talking about the uh, adventures of the island.
0: Yes, yeah, just, just, uh, just, you know, we do have one more recording that you should be on this year. Yeah. That should be released the <laughs> During day before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that one. Hopefully you can join us for more than that. But uh, we understand uh, that life sometimes uh, takes ways that we don't always expect them to.
3: Yeah. Life finds a way.
0: Yes. So it
1: does. All the same <laughs> So, <laughs> gentlemen, I bid you adieu. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, okay. So let me
3: set let me set the scene for uh, what has now been called uh, the Island of Blood. Um, uh, well, basically, I've been talking for some time that I wanted to try to organize a small uh, fantasy game, or uh, well event and um, uh, at my workplace because I, i've been thinking like oh well it's got it's got the things that you need and you can stay there and it's got a, a nice room to play in and so on so you usually host conferences though, right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so perfect for hosting this i thought uh, and i got my good friends Håkan and uh, frederick to help uh, who are we are we are the the tiny a gaming group that's uh, over on this coast <laughs> well this this dead end of sweden sort of um and we had a uh, plan for a small well it's like a, a weekend two days of gaming and a little um, mini tournament or not, well more of a campaign sort of play style uh, and we thought we could handle maybe up eight players or something i think we had invited about eight players uh, and we ended up being five players. Which was good, because, given the amount of terrain we had. Uh, even though you, you guys offered to bring some terrain, so we could have had more tables. Uh, but anyway, let me set the scene for you. So I'm just going to read you the background to this campaign called Like Moths to a Flame. The Warp Beacon. In the Imperial Calendar of 2523. On the shores of the Wasteland, near the inlet to Marienburg, lies the Skaven Lair of Rat Rock. Among the many tendrils of the Under-Empire, Rock was of no great reputation. Far from the grandeur of Skavenblight or the Hellpit. It would probably have been completely forgotten in the histories of men, dwarves and even Skaven, had it not been home to one of the greatest Skaven engineers of modern time. Elon Muskgland was truly blessed by the great horned rat and had frequent visions of grand contraptions. His understanding of warp lightning allowed him to integrate it in many inventions, including a version of the dreaded Doom Wheel. His other creations included a pilot of Doom Rocket, which could be reused. The rocket, that is, not the pilot. Uh, his most ambitious invention, however, was the Warp Beacon. Towering over Rat Rock, the Warp Beacon was a warp lightning-powered lighthouse that shone its bright green light to lure ships into the reefs surrounding the island. The idea was simple. Fool the navigators of the many trade ships going to Marienburg to run aground and scavenge their cargo. Not only did it work, however, it worked too well. While the warp lightning attracted ships, it burned like a flare in the minds of wizards, and ship after ship crashed into the shores by the beacon. But not only trade ships, Norscan longboats, Elven hawk ships, and even Chaos Dwarf battle barges all ran aground in the reefs. Finally, when a great black arc from Nagaroth plowed into Rat Rock, Elon Musk gland felt his glands release the musk of fear. Yet the chaotic events of the fall of 2523 had only begun to unfold. Da, da, da. How about that for an intro to get you excited for a game? One, <laughs> it's like all of those. You know, Warhammer should be kind of silly. Uh yeah, and then, it's perfect. It,
0: I think it really should be silly just to uh, take a bit uh, away from the reality of it all, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And then it's always... It fits with the Grimdark.
3: Yeah, and then all this the the problem with, okay, we're going to have a bunch of armies from all over the Warhammer world. How do we get it into a setting that works? Usually it doesn't. I mean, either you say, like, oh, now we're going to play a Lustria campaign, and you can only play these armies so it feels thematic. Uh, or it's more like, you know, oh, let's have an Albion ter- event because anyone could end up on this yeah. island.
0: <laughs> but on the so- other <laughs> hand, the, dar- the Dark Shadow storyline was way better than the Nemesis Crown storyline on getting people uh, to <laughs> fighting. Because oh, one had, yeah, this mystical island has finally been visible for the first time for ages and everyone uh, goes there to check out the uh, artifacts for, from the ancients. And uh, the Nemesis Crown was, yeah, somewhere in a forest in the empire someone found a crown and of course everyone happens to be there and even Setra is there eh, I'm going to go check out uh, the crown and that's just half the world away from my desert that I usually roam around in my chariot <laughs>
3: yeah it makes, makes perfect sense
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, so it sounds good it sounds good
2: So me me, uh, and uh, Manfred and uh, uh, Leon. Mr. Leon Mr. Green uh, went from Gothenburg to this, so Leon, uh, uh, he read the story like when when I was driving there, and like I laughed my ass off when we when read it. So <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a really good uh, drawing point. It's way better than I mean, Nemesis Crown is just n- terrible, terrible. <laughs> but it's like it's a really good setting, like uh, on the coast. Anyone can go there, mm? and. Uh, I think, like,
3: did you write it after uh, we all said what army we play? Or yeah, I had a rough idea, so I knew that you were bringing uh, dark elves, and Leon was bringing uh, Lizardmen. Uh, Manfred was bringing skaven, so he and he could bring an engineer as well, which was great because I was, you know, I hadn't talked to him about it, and I was just like, "Uh, there's gonna be an engineer in the story. Could you bring one?" Oh yeah, and then so he he made well he brought Elon Musk to the event. This is awesome of it. Um, yeah. And then we had Manfred, no, yeah, uh, me with uh, Nurgle and then uh, Håkan with Chaos Wars.
2: Uh, yeah, because uh, also, like, I was, thought I'd bring my Dark Elves because, uh, like, there's another guy from Gothenburg in your old gaming group that mm-hmm. has, like, a really big Dark Elf army. So, like, oh, that'd be cool if we could, like, bring both of them and do, like, a Dark Elf invasion. But then uh, they didn't come with in the end. So it's just mine. My yeah, backup.
3: yeah. No, and I—if you had been both of you, maybe we've changed the story to make make more of an innovation. But uh, but uh, no, this worked out. Uh, so unfortunately, Frederick couldn't join and play. Uh, but he joined up for a little while to check. Otherwise, he would have been there with his high elves as well. Uh, but we ended up—we were five players, two thousand points of uh, eighth edition. No named characters allowed. But we wanted to have you know. Make up your own characters, and Nicholas made up quite a few. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I, uh, I wrote
2: my yeah. list in the the car. Like uh, Leon took over like the last hour, and then I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta make a list." So I just brought like all my my dark Hills. and uh, like I, I, I usually don't play Eighth Edition, so I was thinking like, "Oh yeah, no, I can take like whatever I want, per- percentage based." Yeah, but then. Uh, I mean, it, it's restrictive in another way. It's, <laughs> it, it's like slots or percentage, both of them is g- are going to be restrictive. So I thought I could take like loads of lords, but then I couldn't. Uh, so I had like my, my lord on a manticore, because uh, usually in sixth edition, you can only take like a. You, you can take a lord on a manticore, but that's like a regular lord. You can't take a beastmaster lord. So I thought that sounded cool. Mm-hmm. And my whole. Theme with my army is to collect beasts. Oh yeah! So, uh, like, I should definitely have like a beast lord in there.
3: No, but uh, and then um, so we had uh, three gaming tables uh, with three different. Well, it was a bit different missions. One had a river, so we played the the river mission from the the extended rule book, and uh, one had a watchtower where we mainly played watchtower. And one was more of a forest where we could do any of the other missions, basically. Um, we tried to keep the campaign rules pretty easy. We had uh, some territories and you started with a f- you know uh, a foothold in two territories. but um and then you had to fight over footholds. And when you had two footholds in one territory, then you got a bonus. So they were either forest, river, or urban. and uh, if you had uh, if you controlled, a forest, then you got bonuses playing on the forest table. That was like the basic idea of the,
0: yeah.
3: um I, I really like this
2: campaign system. There's like another thing, like Leon was uh, first reading the story mm-hmm. uh, and like, oh yeah, it's a great story. And then like, oh, let's read the rules. And usually, like when you go to an event, it's like pretty simple campaign rules. Uh, but I really like these because they're like, they're simple enough to uh, to like not have to think a bunch, like you don't have to roll on tables and mm-hmm. pick a bunch of stuff. Uh, it's like really easy to get into, but also like you have a map and you have territories, which is like one of the the big things that you want in a campaign. Like you wanna wanna fucking draw your symbol next to yeah. something like I conquered this piece of land. Fuck yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah it was a very simple whiteboard drawing, <laughs> but <laughs> but you're right. It gives like what are we fighting for i like that you feel it's even better if you feel like oh i'm i'm fighting on the river look i'm there is a river here and we're fighting for a river or something and that makes it yeah easier to relate to so it was yeah it was very simple and hats off to Hawke. he's the one who uh wrote this together and made it look uh, gorgeous as well um so he he pulled the the big uh the heavy work here the heavy lifting uh, it it was a bit harder because we ended up being five and not six players. <coughs> Chris, <coughs> Chris, uh, <laughs> but um, well,
0: to be fair, I was working nights for two and a half weeks in a row before that, so. <laughs> and uh, but, I was wor- working working the evening when uh, everyone had to travel to uh, Ireland as well.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we, we we just hope that you get time for the next one. Um. Um, so I'll make, uh, um,
0: I'll make sure to make time, given how much uh, of uh, compensation leave I have now <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. um no, but uh, Nicholas, do you want to tell us some highlights from some of your games? Uh, yeah. yeah, just
2: want to say like, first of all, when we got there, it was pitch black, <laughs> windy as hell, on this flat island, and then we just got out and like, Where the fuck are we? And he said, like. <laughs> You just pass through the gate of seriousness.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and, <then, laughs> uh, and then you show us Ran is like a really nice place where we could see in the in the pitch black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really nice to see the day after though when it's actually
3: bright outside. It's a r- lovely place. You can see you can see Sweden. Mm? <laughs> Over the water. <laughs> yeah. You can see that it's not a peninsula. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um it's also funny uh, like I just want to say that um, like when we were driving back and like we could see we could see the east coast from this island and then we're like see that we're gonna go to that coast and then we're gonna drive to the other coast <laughs> weird feeling yeah um, but the games um as i said i usually don't play iteration so i didn't really know what to do so it's kind of went forward with stuff and and did, did things that I heard were good in 8th edition, throwing sticks, ah. good spells.
3: Yeah, but you could uh, tell us quickly about your, your army. Uh,
2: yeah, so I was playing Dark Elves. Uh, I had a, a Beast Lord and a Manticore. Uh, two level 2 wizards, which I realize now in 8th edition is not the way to go. Should have a level 4. Um, because like you, you get your level as a bonus when you cast, so why wouldn't you have a level four? Because then you get like a plus two all the time.
3: Yeah, and it's even worse with the dispel because you just say, "Oh, choose your best wizard to dispel," and then if someone has a level four, they get to add four to the dispel, so they just have a better dispel wizard. So I, I yeah. actually hope that they will change that a bit uh, in the next edition because it's a bit sad that it's like, "Oh yeah, all all you know." It's always better to have a level four. I don't know if it's always, but it feels like. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Also, when like when I was building my army, I thought, oh, yeah, fuck, you should have a battle center bear. Everyone has a battle center bear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nah, fuck it. Like, it it doesn't really belong in any unit. So it just feel super forced to have it. So I didn't have that. Yeah. Uh, And then I have my my new uh, Noble or highborn. I don't know what's called in, in 8th edition uh master master uh master <laughs> a master in a chariot and uh, so i had a master in chariot with uh uh an ogre blade it's like four different levels of a big sword yeah of a magic item right it's like big sword ogre sword giant sword
0: hmm.
2: or, so he yeah. had a big sword um and riding in chariot, and then I had another chariot, and then I had a unit of ten Dark Riders, a unit of five Dark Riders, and Corsairs, uh, some Harpies, Hydra, and um, Cold One Nights.
3: I can't believe how many. No, wait, no, you didn't have Cold One Nights. Oh, no, I didn't. No, no. but I can't believe hey. how many units. The Reaper, or oh, R- yeah, the Re- R- yeah, two of them.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I use my shades. I use my Mangled
2: Man and Manflayers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as shades, because I uh, you know that's also a thing. Like in, in 8th edition, they don't exist, but then shades can take great weapons and lighter armor. And they're super expensive. Like, yeah. fuck yeah, let's do it.
0: And yeah. it's uh, it's because of uh, the manflay models that they can take great <laughs> weapons in uh, 8th edition.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun to, to include this super niche unit. Um, but yeah, that guy basically built my army like I would in 6th edition, which is MSU. Yeah. Which is what I hear is bad in 8th edition. Because you should have <laughs> big units that can stay along and just tromp stuff.
3: Um, I think I think it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it worked out well. <laughs> uh, I mean, just as comparison, I had four units. <laughs> I had yeah. one uh, cygor uh and then i had chaos knights 10 of them and uh, i had uh, a unit of gores with a shaman level two
2: the big um, unit of gores
3: yeah there were 20 um only yeah um, tw- only 20 but they're 25 mil bases uh, look, yeah they look so big um and they had double uh, hand weapons and then uh, i had a unit of chaos warriors also like the uh, 19 with a with a wizard a level four nurgle wizard but that's all i had uh, uh, it felt like he had so much stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, uh,
2: yeah. I-, I played three games. Um, yeah. First game was against uh, Leon. Uh, and he plays Lizardman. And uh, I was kind of afraid of his magic because he had the <laughs> Lord
3: Ball. <laughs> Rodan Ball leading the army. A big slam. Wow. Uh, so. <laughs> We
2: we're uh, coming up with just ridiculous names for our characters, and uh, I suggested uh, he named him Grudanbol, classic <laughs> Swedish cartoon.
3: Uh, yeah, was it your high beast master named Keith? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, I don't know. Uh, it cracks me up. <laughs>
2: um. Uh. So yeah, he had like a bunch of sours. Um, as they got on. Big, big floating toad, Croxigors, the uh, a
3: bunch of kings and the salamanders. I think also.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of afraid of lizardmen as well because they're really good in in sixth edition, Uh and I think they're quite good in eighth edition as well. Yeah. Um. But, uh, what ended up happening is that uh. I, I used some magic and basically won a flank in in turn one because I used had really good magic. Uh, so I chose the Lord of Death and my two uh, witches and put them on the left. Uh, and the first one, like, oh, this uh, spell, you roll some dice and compare the result and then you pick a single model and that model loses wounds. So I just sucked the soul out of his scar veteran in his <laughs> uh, big SARS unit. And he's like, what, "Is that really how it works?" Like, yeah, he says it. No,
3: can you take no save? It's like no hope. You get no save or anything. It's just whoop.
2: Yep, yeah. <laughs> suck this soul out, and like, oh, okay then. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so then my other sources is gonna throw this very similar spell on your stegadon. Like, oh shit! <laughs> and it's like, uh, you you both roll a die lost your leadership. Uh, and then the difference, you take that many wounds. That him like, well, what's the leadership of Stegadon? It's like, six. <laughs> no. no. So, so I did like five out of six wounds uh, with that. And then I just like did the last one with a Reaper Bolter. So like in the first turn, I killed uh, like his badass Scar veteran and the Stegadon in the left flank. And then my Shades had outflanked and... Uh, uh, charge his uh, skinks. Uh so they were like they over charging kill them and over and now they were in the rear of the uh the what do they call Saurus.
3: Yeah? Yeah.
2: But then like they they had a, a toe in the, the like a mushroom forest that made them stupid so they they failed their charge in the the next turn because they used high on mushrooms. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that flank was kind of done from, from turn one or two because of those really good spells. And then on the other, other flank, uh, his uh, uh, big lizards, Croxigores with skinks, uh, charged my Dark Riders. And that was a pretty drawn-out combat because uh, even though he charged, like, I I get strike first and they all have always strike first. So I, first of all, I got, like, Twenty shots in stand and shoot with the crossbows, and then they have ten attacks with re-roll to hit, and then re-roll to wound once because of the murderer's prowess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so they like they held their ground for a long time, which is uh, pretty pretty good for for some just some light cavalry. Uh, but I noticed well, like, the combats are way more drawn drawn out in, in 8th edition. Because um, in, in 6th edition, it's like you charge and you usually end the combat in the first turn and then someone dies. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like 3 or 4 turns maybe of a combat before something happens. So, a bit different.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then my master and his chariot found like a gap in the line and charged Lord Bowl floating <laughs> code uh, through a swamp uh, and it's like on a 1 or a 2 you take d6 moons <laughs> but then luckily it didn't roll on a 1 or 2 so you just plow through a swamp and kill lord ball after 2 rounds of combat oh. uh, but then like I was stuck in a swamp and he, he was like moving some stars around I was like well I can't move this chair because if I roll a 1 or a 2 it's gonna die <laughs> But then eventually, I'm like, fuck it, I can't just stay here in the swamp. And then I, of course, rolled a one and then just wrecked his chariot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you want so, to know more about chariots, listen to the last episode about the chariot tactica. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't go into swamps.
2: <laughs> and in the sixth edition, you can't go into terrain at all. It's not mm-hmm. even like a one or two, you take damage. It's like, you're not allowed, and if you do it, if you flee or pursue, you, you take. It's also like a bunch of strength six hits, basically. <laughs> yeah. Another thing, like I was really afraid of going into force with my cavalry, uh, now because like in a one or two, they they just die. Or no, it's only on once, but only one. Day. It's like dangerous train. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
3: That was my first game.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Killed uh, the me, yeah. At the same time, I think uh, Håkan and Manfred were playing uh, on, over the Watchtower. And Håkan uh, managed to win over this game, I think. Uh, and he was really happy. He said that uh, it was, was the first game that he won. And he was very yeah. happy about it. Because You just, you
2: just crushed that poor guy on Erland. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Weekly games, just bring your medalist and crush poor Hawkan.
3: <laughs> no but and I I've thought I've thought that the the Chaos Warriors is, is kind of an easy list to play with because everything is so good that I I can be bad at strategy and still manage to win. Uh, <laughs> but uh, jokes on me because it didn't go that well for me this uh, weekend. Um but um I think yeah uh, did no after that I played against uh, Manfred so I faced this Gaven. We had a really fun game. It was, uh, uh, it was, it got very close. It was sort of, I failed some charges that could have helped me win, but in the in the end, he uh, he won fair and square. Uh, I didn't have anything that could beat his his scary hell pit abomination, and then he also had a doom wheel and that was uh, yeah <laughs> ugh, causing <laughs> havoc everywhere. So and of course, as playing Skaven, he he usually killed a lot of his own troops, but that was just fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 it was a great game. I liked it. And uh, in the meanwhile, did you play against uh, Håkan then?
2: Yes. So it's the, the river scenario where you can start, like, right up on the river. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought, fuck it, let's go. He didn't have that many units. Uh, he did have a tank, though. Yeah. <laughs> Turned <laughs> out to be a problem. <laughs> like the, the demon engine engine (laughs) (laughs) yeah sorry uh from the the time book like the the they have like an artillery train that can be pulled and it's like the 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 pulling part
3: Mm -hmm. and it had toughness eight or something And i don't know if it was ever was it killed in any of the games
2: i don't (laughs) think so it's ridiculous like (laughs) What what were you supposed to do against it? My, my bolters are like strength six. Mm. They're still wounded on sixes. Yeah. Um.
3: Maybe poison yeah. poison attacks.
2: Unless maybe it has immunity to that, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he said like, just lock it into combat. And then mm. the, only the crew can hit you. And they're like two, two chaos dwarves. Mm. They can't really do anything. So I guess that's what you should try and do. Mm. Uh But... Like, on, on one flank, I put both my chariots right up the river. And I was like, well, I better get first turn, or I'm screwed. <laughs> uh, and on the other flank, I uh, put the Hydra and some other stuff. Uh, luckily, I did get first turn and just charged with the, the two chariots, and both of them rolled six impact hits each. Oh, God.
3: oh. oh you just demolished that poor unit of uh, immortals with blunderbusses, right?
2: yes they oh. they exploded
3: or immortals infernal guard i think yeah
2: yeah and also like i had some dark riders that crossed the river because uh, the they also have a uh, scout basically it's mm-hmm. called vanguard um so mm-hmm. they could move up and charge him the flank so he didn't get to fire standing shoot as well <laughs> so yeah really crushed that flank but then on the other flank the hydra went over and charged something uh, some infernal guard with close combat weapons, whiffed his attack, and fled away. Oh, uh, and then I had some other dark Raiders I think they were also in combat, but they they fled, and then his tank shot the the poor fleeing hydra and killed it. Oh. Uh, and everything went downhill. And I flank after that, the tank just like demolished everything. Um, so the game was to hold like the two crossing points. And on the left flank, I crushed it. And on the right flank, he crushed it. But then, like in victory points, I had a a marginal lead, like like 120 points or something. Hmm. I ended up winning that game from regular victory points and not from holding the crossings.
3: That was nice. It's a close game.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. Like, you could start right up to the river (laughs) uh, and get, like, first turn charges.
3: What, what kind of river did you get? The, you the kind of magical river. Oh, yeah. With light With magic. Cast, or something. Li- yeah, light spells. Yeah. Did you get any spells from it or was it just... I think...
2: um, I think I I got like a magic attack on me that didn't kill anyone and that was it. Ah, ah Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: I I have some traumatic memories from that river. <laughs> <laughs> oh, light magic! Then it, it can buff me, right? And I no, <laughs> no no, <laughs> did not.
1: Mm. Uh,
3: but after that, we got to face off. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, and we wanted to play a kind of crazy scenario uh, because at this point, uh, Frederick had been there, and he had given me a cockatrice that he had painted up beautifully. So yes. I had quite a collection of monsters, and you had a monster-catching army. Yeah. Yeah, and like,
2: we were thinking, like, well, how can you use your monsters? It would be cool to have them for some kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we we're looking through the Termicon book, and then thought like, oh, well, let's just add them into our game. Like, how do we add them? Oh, I just have them come on from random table edges. <laughs> and I want to catch them. So maybe we can come up with a rule, too. Like, if you beat the monster in combat, then they will join your army.
3: Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. uh,
2: Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, the monster would come on the table on a roll of a one or two. Mm -hmm. And we rolled that, like, three turns in a row. Yeah. It was crazy.
3: And I put my army, you know, and I felt like, ah, because I I hadn't played as many games as you guys. I'd been uh, looking around a bit. So uh, I felt like I had, you Know, I've, I've looked in your army and like, ah, I think I can handle that. It doesn't seem that bad. It's a lot of units, but they're if I just get in close combat, I'm gonna break him.
2: Uh, yeah, and then you sn- I, when I looked at your up. army,
3: yeah. I, I thought, like, if
2: I if any of those units touch any of my units, my army's gonna explode. <laughs> like, I, I can't beat any of those units in close combat.
3: <laughs> and then you put your damn ma- uh, uh, shades sneaking up just behind me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, now I have to make some unit turn around to deal with them. And we were playing the breaking point thing also. So we just, you know, okay, if I just kill a general and and two banners, then you lose or whatever it was. It's something like that. Um, But then turn one happens. And you, what did you do? (laughs) So I had a
2: a Reaper Bolter in a pretty good spot. Like I was just in the flank of your Chaos Knights. I thought, uh, and also like um, in this... uh, uh, campaign you got veteran points for units that survive mm-hmm. which is a, a really nice uh, simple uh like way to to get veterans like without having tables and stuff you get one re-roll for unit if they survive again which is pretty good and uh, a reaper bolter uh, because every time you fire a single bolt you miss so having a re-roll for that would be perfect so the, oh let's just shoot this thing the chaos knights this, I got a re-roll. It's fine. So I shot and I hit. First guy died. Second guy died. Third guy died. Fourth guy died. Fifth guy died. Without any rerolls. Like, holy shit. I just killed a whole rank
3: of Chaos Knights. It's yeah, like the oh. best shot ever. It's like, yeah. must have been like 200 points, I think, that just vanished in front of my eyes. And then the unit fled. And I was just demoralized. Yeah. I, I was just wanted just... to quit the game. laughing
2: my ass off and then you roll leadership test oh Oh, my god they're fleeing and then (laughs) you rolled pretty high as well and they're fleeing towards the table edge uh and then it's your turn and then you rally them and then we roll for a monster and then the fucking cockatrice arrives just in front of them and charges them and they fail their terror and flee again and get run down by the cockatrice
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was so, uh, it's like, oh, how do I, but, uh, no, uh, uh, and I tried to stay positive, but I I really just wanted to leave the room at this point. <laughs> uh, but then it's like, oh no, keep it together. If I just kill these units, on, I, I'll just ignore that flank, because you were fighting a basilisk on that flank and you had all kinds of monsters going on. It was like basilisk against Hydra or something, I can't remember. But you tamed the basilisk uh yeah that was
2: with my Mantor with my beast lord so uh, i managed to, to just to win a combat against that
3: pokemon <laughs>
2: uh, uh, so yeah but then the cockatrice after running down your knights it was like right in front of my army and charged my hydra and then it it beat my hydra in close combat so my hydra was fleeing <laughs> and then the chimera that had just taken over charged the cockatrice no, the Manticore.
3: You also took a Manticore, I think. Yeah, but that was later. Oh, uh, then it was the Basilisk. The
2: Basilisk uh, charged the Cockatrice and killed it. So I couldn't take it over. But I had to feed my my other new pet. So <laughs>
3: Yeah. Uh, and two other demoralizing things happened. I, I sent my Chaos Warriors, which was my other tough unit, to hunt the Man Flayers. Stupid thing. Because they were skirmishers. So they could easily evo- evade me around this house that you just shot me, run around the house, shot me, and I'm like, yes, oh, you wait. When I catch up, I'm going to give you such a, a beating. But I never caught up with you. Uh, and then, oh, there's a chariot over there. It's going to try to charge my gores, but ah, it can't make it. It needs like an 11-inch charge. An <laughs> inch charge. <laughs> and you just... Yeah
2: i don't know yeah because you, you like you turn your gorse around to to move them everything on the, left. the middle. yeah uh so then like I, I i had a perfect side charge but it was very far uh so I, but i managed and i got like a really good impact hit and killed yeah. a bunch of them uh, and i think they failed their leadership test and ran and yeah. then a manticore showed up right <laughs> <laughs> next to them
3: I this is this is not my game uh so yeah you won you, you, like you your, want it.
2: <laughs> yeah. your your wizard that was uh, chasing the the shades wall like he, he was really unlucky with his magic because he failed a bunch of spells and mm. didn't really do any damage to them mm. uh, so he was just like Benny Hill theme running
3: around the house after my shades, but then I thought, oh if I at least position him here uh because you had to kill the wizard basically to win the game with his breaking point. So I was like, well, if I stand him here, you, you can't shoot him; he, he's gonna be fine. But,
2: <laughs> yeah, but then I used the lore of Death and you sucked his <laughs> <your> soul out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, are 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 those spells
3: is really good? Is lore of Death really good? And Nathan, I think so. I think it's, it seems to be. It's such you just snipe out things that are so valuable. But ah, uh, well,
2: yeah, and uh, also like the the manicore that. Came on to your gorse. Uh, I charged that with my manicure and uh, put the m- My beast master slants right up. It's Asshole I don't think you model an asshole on that particular monster of yours. Uh, no, I think it's got no. big balls though It does maybe pierce the balls uh, Anyway, I, I tamed that one. So then I had like all the monsters that were converging on your your lord And then you were like, oh shit. He's gotta hide behind this house two Manticords are coming a chimera a hydra my gorgon just died some throwers, oh, just to some bow throwers
3: got and then just yeah, like, suck the soul <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. aye, aye, aye. that was a yeah. tough game
2: it was uh, funny playing that game as well because uh, like your friends from Ireland were like ah oh, this is what we must do to beat Morten's uh, chaos army <laughs>
3: <laughs> see reaper <laughs> bow throwers Yep. The, the meta is gonna change. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, I think that was the end of the first day, and we just uh, had some drinks, had some gambledansk, mm, and uh, uh, played some video games because I quite a, well, some of my other friends came by just to look at this chaotic event, and uh, so we were some more people playing uh, Switch and stuff, uh, yeah, uh, yeah it was good. Uh, And then the other, the next day, uh, you, you played Fire and Sword against Manfred, right? Yes. Yeah. And, Uh, uh, Leon and Håkan played. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Yeah, and they, like, they prepared everything the day before. They were clever. Like, rolled the, rolled all their spells, deployed all of their armies so they could just, like, get up and play straight afterwards Mm -hmm. the day after.
3: Yeah, it was impressive. I showed up a bit late and a bit tired. I knew I didn't, I wasn't going to play the first round anyway, so I, I it was a bit tired.
2: I'm going to say as well, like, this is a bit brought by Fire and Sword. It's a really great game, Uh, really, like, well-thought-out rules, but you'll never have, like, the... The, the crazy warhammer moments of chaos <laughs> nice being eaten up by carpenters
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember how it went in their game i know that um they were playing the watchtower and hawkan controlled it since last game he had the footholds so he was in this watchtower with some uh um infernal guard which are very hard to get rid of and leon charged and he shot and he Fired, you know, uh, what a salamander fire on the on the towers. So it was burning and everything, and slowly, you know, one by one, the chaos dwarfs were dying. But still, they held out, and it's just, oh, I have to take the watchtower. What the heck am I gonna do? And then I think in the end, there was just one guy remaining in there, and then Hawkins' uh, hell cannon scatters wrong and hits the tower and destroys the Nost. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, well. If you can't have the tower, then no one can. I'll just blow it up myself. Uh, so uh, I I can't remember how that game ended. But anyway, looking at the map, it was pretty clear that the dark elves had just conquered this entire map, <laughs> nah. and they were the clear winners of the event. Uh, so you got a, you got a little prize also, uh, and that was that was that.
2: Yeah uh we're gonna brought some uh like 54 millimeter uh models yeah big boys generic fantasy figures for painting or role-playing or stuff Uh, um so that's nice uh i got some orcs that i thought could or actually it was leon suggesting like oh yeah you could use those as ogres like i want the orcs perfect (laughs) um Totally be cool as uh like mercenary ogres yeah um but yeah the dark elves control the maps we had taken all the monsters we had uh, enslaved lord bull and yeah. uh, oh, uh, oh yeah thought... imagine him like in a princess leia uh slave costume and like have a, a sexy dark elf to sit on a throne with a, a leash to lord bull and uh, maybe,
3: maybe this will have to happen to the next uh we'll see what happens
2: because we, uh, we yeah we... pay pay an artist to draw this picture for me
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it, it worked out well and i think we definitely want to have uh, a similar thing again that's yeah. what we uh and maybe then when the new game drops or something uh, yes. we can definitely handle more tables um at the venue so yeah, it's a really great place.
2: And uh, like you have a, well, basically a, a hostel connected mm. to the place as well. So it's a mm. perfect place to stay there as well.
3: Mm. So I just asked some of the other um, players if they wanted to add anything to their experience. Uh, Hawkins says that uh, he, he learned that uh, keep it simple stupid is a good motto for running a campaign like this. Um, and uh, it should be simpler the way since well i don't think it would have been a problem if we were an even amount of player and everyone played at the same time now we always had to have someone uh missing a game uh and then that ended up being mostly me because then i could go for lunch get lunch and stuff (laughs) so uh we'll see how we do with that it does i think that works kind of well um but he also he has asked us on the podcast that he would like a um Sort of a review of all the different campaigns that have been dropped over the years, like Mighty Empires, Blood in the Bloodlands, and and so on, would have been great to to hear about the different campaigns that are out there. Uh, the the one we played it was based on, I think Mordheim. He said, with the foothold. Uh, so there, I mean, they've dropped. There, there are so many different campaign systems out there, and you've you've done the Albion system, and there's. Um,
2: yeah,
3: um yeah. the the Albion
2: is not a it's not a campaign in that. Um, I mean, the the one we made, like the real oh, time, yeah. it's like a different system. Okay. Uh, and then you have uh, there's like an eighth edition uh, campaign, Blood in the Badlands. Yep. Um, that Hogan said that he would like to try out. I think it's a bit more complicated. Um, I, the the problem is like. You can make a campaign system really complicated and you can, might get better. But I mean, the the hard part is uh, (laughs) like getting people to actually play it. Like if it's too complicated, uh, people are not gonna bother reading through it, especially if they don't have a lot of time to do it. And it's really hard to like have a campaign system that's just over a weekend. I think this is this is a really good system for that, and especially I mean the the amount of players that we were now. Maybe if we would have like twenty players, that would be a pretty messy map. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I really like this one, yeah. and uh, we we also tried the uh, uh, Border Princess campaign system that's in the back in sixth edition rulebook. Mm-hmm. Uh. Kind of similar as it is, but then you also like get territories that have different effects uh, from the beginning. And then it's like you fight someone and you get grudge points. And then if you win over someone, you get effect that territory once. But then if you have enough grudge points, you can try and take it over permanently. That's a bit more complicated. But it's I mean, kind of system, uh, kind of simple when you think of it like that but like to have a bunch of people bookkeep the kind of different territories they have and yeah grudge points that will be very messy like in the in the heat of a, an event that's just over a weekend
3: yeah that that could work for your friends if you're playing something over time but yeah you're right um man. yeah and um uh, no i think Manfred and leon agrees Manfred is the one that's uh pushing for island of blood so i think that's uh settled down that uh this event series will be called the Island of Blood, uh, and uh, yeah, Leon so you likes yeah. What
0: They said, so you claim. <laughs>
3: uh, and Leon likes the different uh, tables with different missions and having them standardized. So and that, that's something that we learned from um, the 30k events, and uh, the 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 BSK guys. I think are great at having that. You know. You come to a table and you should oh, we're playing this. Here's everything you need to know about this table. I think that's great. So, yeah, um, yeah? we're going to... It was really nice with the very specific
2: terrain as well. Like, you have a river, you fight over the river. You have a tower, you fight over the tower.
3: Yeah, makes sense. You have monsters, you fight with monsters. (laughs) (laughs) I think the monster mission is going to have to be in now. I think we're going to have a monster table for next year or something. We'll see. Yeah, and we're, I'm definitely hoping to increase it a bit.
0: Morten, mm-hmm. is that when you bring your Chaos Dragon? Ooh,
3: <laughs> maybe. The whole just, campaign would a sur- just
0: Surprise, be, Chaos Dragon. Yeah.
3: <laughs> the whole campaign would just be me against everyone, and it's just one table where it's just Chaos Dragon against everyone. Could be a fun... Yeah. I mean, imagine uh, that would be a fun uh, evening game, right? uh put together uh, a team of three characters one lord and two you know heroes everyone does that and you they have you like your dragon hunting team and then everyone's fighting against one dragon trying we to kill should, it. Uh, should
2: make a, a new version of our the the dungeon crawl we had a dsk once, Martin. oh
3: yeah that was awesome that's true <laughs> yep yep lots of things to do but uh yeah um uh, i'm happy that it worked out uh, and um, I think everyone was excited to do something similar again. So we will see. Keep your eyes out in the future, and maybe then trying out the new, uh, the new old world rules. Yeah, will mm. definitely be the, the the new the new old world.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking uh, a Bretonia force uh, consisting of only black knights.
3: <laughs> that could be painted until there. Yeah, I must say yeah. uh, everyone had fully painted armies. Uh, lovely to see, and and they're such nice quality as well. Um, really, that's all. Uh, it's so inspiring. I'm I'm so happy when that happens.
0: And I've just loved just sitting here listening to you, you to talk about the event because I really wanted to go. But uh, yeah, as uh, some <laughs> some uh, people might have known, uh, life did inter intervene in that case, and it was kind of hard to leave work about three hours early. And just to travel uh, for gaming yeah. weekend, just motivate yeah. that to my supervisor. Yes, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I can't. I have to go now. I just I, I need to go to play games. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> but but the next time you're gonna be working from <clears throat> home, <laughs> <laughs> you could be there for the whole week. We actually have internet on it, so we could probably set set up something for you.
0: Well, we know at least one cupboard that has. Uh, or yeah, closet that has uh, internet.
3: <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, but I think that's that's it, right? We should wrap up this episode.
2: want to, to, to pay up an elf for me to play me.
0: Yeah, I can. I probably will. I have quite a hobby. Drive all of a sudden when I used to need to turn about 180 degree- degrees from my work and to my hobby area, and just uh, having the hobby to keep me sane. <laughs> yeah.
2: You need to put your tanks aside. Put some elves in your hands.
0: Ooh, that's a good idea. I just need to put elves in the tanks. (laughs) But uh, do we have anything else for this episode? No. Do you feel quite finished with everything we talked about? Yes. Yes. It's so cool that we got to see new rules today. Ah, Crazy stuff. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I've been Chris and uh, have a nice evening or whatever you say at the end of the night.
3: Yes. Tack och Goodbye.
0: Also, ball in this case is spelled B O L L. I Just want to mention that for everyone. yes,
3: yes. yes.